Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this fifth edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2022-2023 school year, I visit with the director and the lead actors in the upcoming production of Romeo and Juliet. The Shakespeare classic will be performed October the 7th through the 9th at the Wells Theater. But don't wait until the end of this podcast to order your tickets. Go ahead and order them online now, and you can do that by pointing your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash box hyphen office. William Shakespeare's tragic play of the star-crossed lovers Romeo and Juliet premiered toward the end of the 16th century. It only took until the third decade of the 21st century for Romeo and Juliet to be produced on the campus of Monmouth College, but in fairness, Monmouth College wasn't founded until the mid-19th century. So for the first time in college history, Romeo and Juliet will be performed on a Monmouth stage. Theater professor Todd Quick is directing the play, and students Gabriella Madu of Montego Bay, Jamaica, and Cullen Marshall of Kewanee, Illinois, both of whom are Monmouth seniors, star in the principal roles. In addition to working with Todd, Monmouth theater professors Doug Rankin and Vanessa Campagna are also involved with the sets and the costumes of the production. This will be the first time that Todd has directed Romeo and Juliet, but it's not the first time he's been involved with the Shakespeare classic. I started off our conversation by asking Todd to discuss what made him choose to direct Romeo and Juliet this season. Then Gabriella Madu and Cullen Marshall discussed how they interpreted two classic characters of the stage. Todd Quick started things off by discussing his history with Romeo and Juliet. So I have a long history with this particular play as a performer. Uh, This is my eighth time working on the production, but my first time directing it. And it's been sort of on my short list of plays that I'm, you know, sort of desperate and anxious to direct for a long time uh, for a lot of reasons. It's for many people, what we would consider more accessible Shakespeare. The story is one that is so relatable for college-age actors. It's one where we don't have to, you know, stretch ourselves playing characters that are much older or much different circumstances than the ones that we bring to the table as performers. Uh, so it's it's certainly been on my radar for a while here at Monmouth. And then when I started digging into the production history and discovered that in our, you know, 70 plus years of production history that we've never produced Romeo and Juliet, it seemed like a no-brainer. It's such an exciting play that I think appeals to our regular theater-going audience and also lovers of Shakespeare that might have never attended a production at Monmouth College before. So I think it has some pretty broad, exciting crossover appeal for people. Todd, you were telling me this was one of the plays that when you were an undergraduate, you thought about, if I could produce this, how I would produce this play. Yeah, when I was um, an undergraduate at SUNY Geneseo, a group of friends and I that produced a lot of student-driven theater um, 
met pretty regularly after rehearsals for other projects in our little black box theater in upstate New York, and we would sort of stare at the empty theater and fantasize and imagine a production of Romeo and Juliet that we wanted to produce and we weren't ever limited in our imagination by things like our technical abilities or budgets and so we envisioned this sort of two-story soaring set made of plexiglass where you sort of looked at the balcony from underneath watching the action take place on two levels um, and while this production won't feature a glass set uh, Doug Rankin as always has sort of pulled out all the stops and given us a beautiful soaring two-story structure and we're using every inch of it so it's exciting after you know 20 years to finally get to direct this play i suppose shakespeare is one of the playwrights that every director wants to direct with along with ibsen and other greats talk about the challenges that you have directing a shakespeare play or maybe what makes it so much fun well i think the challenges are what make it fun that it asks sort of everything you've got as as an actor is required of you in Shakespeare it requires you know technical mastery to handle the language and make the make the language accessible and clear for the audience but not just that it also requires physical poise it requires great vocal and breath work and it requires Uh, a huge range of emotional flexibility that all of these characters in the play go on just incredible emotional journeys. It's It's a roller coaster for all of the characters in this play. And to be able to do that honestly is is a huge acting challenge it's the it's the olympics of acting um i you know i came up in the classical theater where the sort of the mantra was that if you can do shakespeare as an actor you can do anything and i really believe that and as a director it's so exciting and rewarding to see young actors tackling and and succeeding at this language with the majority of our company having never performed Shakespeare before over half of our company this is their very first ever Monmouth College production so to see all of this fresh young talent uh embracing the language and having fun with the language uh it's making my job as a director uh pretty easy actually Gabriella what's it like to have an Olympian size role to play uh talk about who this juliet is um it's really exciting to be playing juliet it's my first shakespeare production that i've ever been in so going into it was always just a tad bit terrifying but at the same time exciting because especially as a senior being about to go into the world of theater and want to work professionally or go to grad school or whatever it's good to have that challenge of that kind of role because Juliet is she's young and like Professor Quick was talking about um, it's characters that are close in age to many of us that are in the show so there's the similarity in that but at the same time playing a character so different from myself is part of what makes that challenging she's young she wants to make sure that her parents are happy but she also wants to be happy Um, she's going through all of these emotions meeting all these people making decisions that at 14, 13, we should not have to be making, but she's putting herself in the position where she wants to be mature about it. She wants to be happy. She wants everybody around her to be happy. And that's what ultimately leads to all of the turmoil that happens in the play. So 
Yeah, it's exciting to be in that position to kind of explore what that means for her and find the similarities in myself so that I can portray those things properly and effectively. Could you think back to not too long ago when you were the age of Juliet is in this play and when you had certain challenges or decisions to make that she did and say, oh, I can relate to what she was going through at that point? Oh, actually, I think at 14 or 13, I was trying to decide what I wanted to actually major in and actually do with my life. So that would have been a really good connecting point, actually. Um, I come from a family of doctors. My sister actually just started her first day as a doctor last week. Um, But medicine was never for me. Law was never for me. But I always found joy in acting and performing. That was something... I don't want to use the word purpose because it feels very corny, but essentially it's what I think my purpose was to act, to be on stage, to tell stories, to be a voice. And um, any parent always wants what's best for their child. We know that the arts are always a really difficult place to be. So it was a matter of me putting my happiness first, as Juliet tried to do. She tried to put her happiness first to do what she wanted to do, to be with who she wanted to be with, or in my case, do what I wanted to do with my life, a job that I knew would make me happy. And actually being able to do that job while connecting that to the fact that Juliet is trying to find her happiness, I think is a really good crossover. But essentially, that's how I feel that we're similar, and I feel like channeling that would be really effective. Kellen, how did you learn about who Romeo was? So a lot of my decisions about who I wanted to create Romeo uh, to be came from watching other adaptations, um, watching the Zeffirelli version, watching the Leonardo DiCaprio version, and taking little bits and pieces from each of those, and also reading some character synopses online and kind of compiling all that. What I got from it was Romeo's really basically just like almost a John Hughes protagonist. He's just kind of like, he's just a young male in his teens who is trying to figure out his place in the world. And throughout the entire play, he doesn't have any interactions with his parents. And so he seems to kind of be looking for that sort of connection in other places, whether it's his friends or with the friar or eventually with Juliet. Um, So I think he's just, as all teenagers do, feeling all the emotions in the most powerful and extreme ways and making rash decisions without being able to really think about the consequences. And so you get to see him act out and make mistakes just as we all do. And so I think it's been really exciting to kind of make Romeo more relatable and not so daunting and just look for the bits of Romeo that we can see in everyone. I never thought of Romeo as being similar to a character in a John Hughes movie, but that's a really interesting point, how a lot of his male protagonists are well-known, well-liked, but sort of loners. Yeah, um, you know, Romeo, like I said, he doesn't interact with his parents, but he's described by multiple people in the play as being a likable person and he has a good sense of humor and loves engaging in wordplay with his friends and then eventually with Juliet and so it's to me what I kind of got from it is like everyone from around him seems to think he kind of has it made but on the inside he kind of has some struggles with finding relationships or um being able to be with the people he loves without his uh, family's conflicts interfering with that. 
Was there any specific John Hughes character you maybe thought of? I mean, is he Jake from 16 Candles? Is he Farmer Ted from 16 Candles? Is he uh, Ferris or uh, his, his best friend from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Or was it just someone you thought would be appropriate to be in a John Hughes movie? Um, I would probably say that Romeo is a bit of an amalgamation of all of them. He's a well-loved character like Ferris, um, and he loves to have fun and kind of engage in <laughs> random acts of uh, mischief. But then at the same time, at different points throughout the play, he's a bit more like... Um, Cameron Fry, where he's kind of a loner and he's dealing with things on his own and wants to just kind of mope about. Um, and then he kind of, Romy also at points will take on more of a rebellious uh, attitude, kind of more like uh, who's the guy in Breakfast Club? Uh, Ashley Judd? No, that's not it. Is it? Nelson. Judd, Judd Nelson. Nelson. Yes. Judd Nelson. Yeah, he takes on a bit more of the rebellious nature of a Judd Nelson in Breakfast Club. So I think a bit of an amalgamation of a lot of different characters just um kind of all the aspects of a teenage boy they're not uh they're multifaceted they don't just have one side to them i'm Dwayne bonifer in the monmouth college office of communications and marketing and this week's monmouth conversations is with two of the lead actors in the upcoming production of romeo and juliet it will be presented october the 7th through the 9th at the Wells Theater, and you can get your tickets at monmouthcollege.edu slash box hyphen office. We're also talking to the play's director, and that's theater professor Todd Quick. The leads in the play are played by Mama Seniors Gabriella Madu and Cullen Marshall. They play the star-crossed lovers. Gabriella and Cullen said that they both discovered Shakespeare before college, but it clicked with them in different ways. So my first experience with Shakespeare happened in about the seventh or eighth grade. Um, as part of just our curriculum and whatnot, we had to do English literature, and Shakespeare was one of the works that we had looked at. I think it was maybe Julius Caesar or one of them. And I remember at that point just wanting to pass the class, and I just read the book, I read the play, I didn't understand what was happening, I looked online, you had to pay for spark notes, it was a whole thing. So I just essentially read and tried to get as much out of it as I could and just write whatever I felt or thought was being explained there. So I never really thought of myself as someone who would ever be acting Shakespeare on stage. I knew I always wanted to perform, whether that would be singing or playing an instrument or acting, I just didn't think. I never would have foresaw that it would be Shakespeare that I was acting. Fast forwarding to my senior year of college in the U.S. playing Juliet, a character written written by Shakespeare, written for the stage, being so young as she is, but with such intense stories around her. Like, it's not just Juliet, it's not just Romeo, it's their families, it's their friends. Everyone is affected by what's going on in their lives. And being able to, as a student, as someone who's still learning how to understand and deal with the language, being able to, on stage, portray a character like that is really, really exciting. When did you, in in your life finally click with Shakespeare when did Shakespeare click with you did you have that moment 
Shakespeare clicked for me here in the U.S. when um, my junior year of high school. Um, my school has this tradition of taking students into this theater in the woods, and we went to see A Midsummer Night's Dream. And for me, it was like the first two or three scenes I just still couldn't follow. And then right after that, it was like something... I don't know if it was hearing it out loud or the setting that we were in or just like the intensity with which the power, the actors were acting that had something click for me and all of a sudden I could follow the story so vividly, so intently and understand what was happening. And then moving forward, I don't remember, I don't think I had touched Shakespeare up until actually coming to Monmouth my junior year taking a period styles class actually with Professor Quick here and being actually able to learn how to read Shakespeare. Like learning every small thing as far as like how many words are in the line, prose versus poetry and all those kinds of things. And when you start, you're just like, okay, this is how you do it. You're thinking it's just like English, like, okay, simile, metaphor and whatnot. But when you learn the actual terminology and like the methods of reading and understanding, it's like this door opens and like you can, you're now able to read so many of the works with a different understanding and with a different interpretation. Cause like even today it's 2022 and it's still relevant to what we're doing today. And the more you understand it, the more I understand it, the more I find myself being able to truly represent the character on stage, which I think is great. Helen, what about you? When was, did your introduction to Shakespeare happen? Um, so my first experience with uh, reading Shakespeare would be my f- uh, high school freshman English class uh, where we actually did read Romeo and Juliet. Um, I was lucky enough to have a pretty good uh, English teacher, and she took the time to kind of break down the language, even offer some modern translations um, so that we could really understand what Shakespeare was getting at. And I think Romeo and Juliet is a good segue into that because like we've talked about a lot of the themes are still present today and even the language is maybe a bit less uh, heavier dense than some of the uh, other plays that he's written so yeah I actually got a decent introduction into Shakespeare through Romeo and Juliet and was able to kind of break down the language and understand uh, sort of the innuendos dirty jokes the and also just like the beautiful language uh, that he uses Todd, I guess aside from math anxiety in high school, Shakespeare anxiety has to rank up there with most high school students in terms of learning and studying Shakespeare. Yet, it's still produced. It's the plays are still attended. Festivals are still held all over the world celebrating Shakespeare. There must be something, in, I guess, inherently good or valuable about Shakespeare. Yeah, I think there absolutely is. I think Shakespeare was, first and foremost, a man of the theater. He made his living writing these plays. So if he wasn't writing plays that were popular and could draw in a a, a packed house every day of the week, uh, he wasn't going to be able to put food on the table, right? So Shakespeare was very keenly aware of what played, what sold to an audience, which is why his plays are so uh, full of variety, that there's something for everyone, that from the, the groundlings who were, you know, leaning on the stage, who were there for the sex jokes and the fart jokes, of which there are very many in all of Shakespeare's plays, 
to the rhetoric and the soaring language and the wordplay um, for the the you know the upper classes all the way up to the you know political drama and the the compliments to the the ruling monarchs in some of his plays when the queen was in attendance that he really knew his audience and knew how to write stories that would compel an audience that would that would invite them into the lives of these characters through the beautiful language and take the audience on a journey and i think the language still does that we have some distance now so as actors and directors we have a little extra work to do but i still feel like when we invest the time in rehearsal to really unlock the secrets of the language and find some some comfort and mastery of the language that when we deliver it, we can offer an experience like Gabby was describing, that it might take our audiences, you know, a couple scenes for their ears to adjust, but once they do, once they click in, that it's going to open doors for them and they're going to hear Shakespeare in an exciting way because that's what Shakespeare was meant for. It was meant to be heard. Right? Shakespeare's audience went to hear the show, right? to hear the language, to hear the speeches. Uh, Shakespeare was never writing to be read quietly in a classroom and discussed as you know, great literature or as poetry. These plays were meant to be put up on their feet in front of an audience and a rowdy audience at that. And, you know, they're durable. They stand the test of time and they they have broad appeal to people from any walk of life, whether it's your first time seeing Shakespeare or whether you're a seasoned pro. A production like Romeo and Juliet has something for everyone. That's theater professor Todd Quick. He's directing Romeo and Juliet, which will be presented October the 7th through the 9th at the Wells Theater. You also heard from Mama Senior's Gabriella Madu. She plays Juliet and Cullen Marshall. He plays Romeo. You can read a preview about the play in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. Just point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash news to check out the story by my co-worker Barry McNamara. You can also order your tickets online for the performances of Romeo and Juliet. And why not see all three? Just go to monmouthcollege.edu slash box hyphen office. And that's a wrap on this fifth edition of Mammoth College Conversations. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy. Stay healthy.